Oh my god, already my edges are laying down so good. Edges! Yo, we are live. Welcome everybody to Club Edge. Club Edge is a stereo podcast with guests who say things. I'm your host, Austin White. We have no guests, and I'll be saying all of the things, if that's all right with you. Um, First and foremost, congratulations to the Toronto Raptors for winning their first ever championship. They brought home the bacon to Canada. Oh, Canada. Uh, They've been they they deserve it honestly i mean they've been paying overpriced for books their bacon is circular you guys deserve it bud as far as the uh, uh, golden state warriors though look i'm not even gonna act like i know anything about sports i've exhausted all of my sports knowledge after space jam a lot of sp- 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 happening right now but that's the truth uh, i i know michael jordan is tall patrick ewing is black charles barkley is bald and Tony Kukoc did something, and then here we are years later with Canada winning, and Drake is just eyes wide shut in the streets in an Olympic pool of poutine on a baked potato boat with french fry oars, which in America we would call a gravy train with biscuit wheels. Now, I'm not entirely sure uh, Drake's association with the Raptors. He's definitely been around. Uh, I, I think I read that he owns like the training facility that they uh, that they practice in, but he's not an owner or co-owner just yet. But uh, as strange or at least as as interesting as that is, it makes a lot of sense because I think he, what, he's like 31. And then imagine half the team is like 23 to 26 years old. All of them grew up on his music and he has put on a lot for Toronto as far as just like uh, recognition. Uh, the weekend, Nav, so many great artists that have come out of there, and then for him to come back and be the the champion of the city, and now the champion like of the of world, world that's pretty fucking cool. Shit, Look, I'm a product of the, of the American public school system, so in all honesty, if it weren't for Drake, I wouldn't even know what Toronto was. I also haven't eaten a strawberry for the first time until four years ago, so maybe I'm just sheltered. But one thing's for damn sure, old Drizzy Drake came through and hurt a lot of people's feelings with that game. Like this guy. Rick Flair mad at losing money from gambling, but I have been Rick Flair mad at losing money from getting it stolen from me, which are two different things. Like a couple of weeks ago, I went down to French Lick Casino like a goddamn idiot with my friend. Uh, he has a gambling problem. He lost like $18,000 maybe a month or so ago, and he has been right ever since, which fair enough. I lost $18,000. Somebody's got to die. But we get down there and 
we drive down. It's like an hour away. We walk in. I'm like, I'm totally not gambling, dude. I'm not. I don't. I just don't do that. I don't have the money to do that. And so I'm in the middle of gambling. I walk to the. <laughs> I walk to uh, the blackjack table. I'm like, well, I know how to play that. It's just twenty one. No big deal. And. I have like 50 bucks to just go for it, you know, and I get to the table and it's just like a bunch of middle-aged, you know, folks there. And they look at me like, look at the chocolate man with his little fitted dollars. And they were so accurate in that assessment that I wasn't even offended. Like, yeah, look at the little chocolate man with his little fitted dollars. I'm, I'm about to gamble. And so I put my chips on the table and before I can even like calibrate and understand what was even happening, the, uh, the, the, the guy was just like house wins. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I didn't even house wins. I'm like, you oh. suck. Well, certainly I can, I get the, you mean like for the first round and then I get that. No, put in more chips. And it's like, dude. So, I didn't like that very much. I'm never gambling again, but at least I didn't lose however much that guy lost, which was break a couple of big screen TVs and Ric Flair is way out of the house uh, lose. The second time I lost a bunch of, well, no, the first time I gambled and that's different than getting the money stolen from you. So I don't know about you, but my internet provider is Comcast. So you all know very well about getting money stolen from you. I came in what, in June 2018 at a great introductory price of $25 a month for internet, all the internet that I can handle every month for a year, and then at the end of the year in June, this month, uh, they were just gonna go ahead and just ruin my life. But I knew it was coming, so you can't, there's no surprises then. So, and the end of May, I called Comcast, and I was just like, hey, um, I came in at this price and next month you guys are going to hike it up. So I would like to cancel it, especially since I'm already like I'm moving. And the lady's like, oh, I'm sorry, our company doesn't work that way. You want me to give you the number of a different cable company? Uh, when are you moving exactly? I'm like, I have the new place I'm moving in in July. And you don't like paying for all the channels? Hey, just cancel the Internet. Just just do what I say. But no, she's like, all right, so. You're moving into your new place in July. You want to cancel your internet now in May, but what are you going to do for the month of June? And I'm like, I'll live without the internet. I really, I'm not even on it like that. Like, You want me to give you the number of a different cable company that can, oh, wait, we're it, aren't we? Dang it. Guess you have to deal with our packages. She's like, well, why don't you give me a call back in a couple of weeks, cancel it in the middle of June, and then that way you'll be uh, you'll have internet for June, and then you can just cancel it in July. And I'm like, okay. And then by the time I hung up, I was just like, like Looney Tunes style, like, what the fuck just happened right there? And like, whatever, I'll just, I'll call back next week. Totally forgot, which is, that is Comcast's bread and butter. They're fucking brioche buns with fancy, fancy butter sauce. I don't know what the hell a fancy butter sauce is, but no, it's, it's their, it's their brioche buns with, with truffle sauce. Do you, would you put truffle sauce on a brioche bun? Whatever. It's their bread and butter. Anyway, I get this bill and it's, I mean, it's not massive. It was just, it was unsettling. And, you know, unsettling and massive, 
they're the same thing to me. So I'm just going to go with I had an astronomical motherfucking Comcast bill that I was not happy about. And so I called back. But luckily, this time I had a black customer service rep. And I got to tell you, um, not to make this a racial thing, but if you can get a black customer service rep, you're in good hands. Uh, I called back and she's just like, this is Comcast, Dolores, how can I help you? And I'm like, yep, I get it. You're tired. I'm tired. You already know what I'm calling about. And let me guess, Comcast fucked you. They sure did, Dolores. They sure did. What do you, how can I help you? I'm just like, look, I called a couple of months ago. No, I called a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to cancel my internet. The lady hoodwinked me or hijinxed me or bamboozled, shenaniganed. She finessed me, all right? That's what happened. I got finessed. Yeah, we finessed people. Anyway, can I cancel my internet, please, and also not pay for this? And also, why do you guys do this? Like, why are you like that? And it's like, we the devil, baby. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, yes. All right. Well, at least you know. Okay, so can we, moving forward, what can I do? She's like, don't worry. I will put a credit back on your account. You will get that at the end of June. Thank you. Is there anything else I can do for you? Thank you for shopping with Comcast or customer Comcast. I'm like, nope, that's it. Thank you, Dolores. God damn. Gotta love Dolores. But for every Dolores, there's a Jamal. I'm not Jamal. I'm just... (laughs) I was one time, one time I was at the bank and being down here in Bloomington, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say there's mm, 11 black people, the whole, (laughs) the whole Bloomington. Anyway, I was at the bank. So if you live in Bloomington and you go to the bank and see a black person, that's not a customer, then you know who I'm talking about. But I get to the bank one day. And I have this credit card, which also kind of was almost the same deal as the uh, as the uh, Internet, where you have the credit card. And then after 12 or 15 months, it's one of them. Then the APR kicks in. And I had the credit card at a very low. Well, a low ish balance. It was low enough, but I had a low at a low enough balance. Now, I either could have just paid it off or I was just going to get another card transfer the balance and then just call it a day and then paid that off. And uh, I go to the bank. I love going to the bank. I love going to the bank. I really do. I like going in there. Like, Hi, Mr. White. Want a dumb dumb? I'm like, I do. I will. And like I, I'm sitting down. I'm talking to homeboy. We get in there. And the thing about him is which is actually really amazing on on eh, it shouldn't be but it is that when i was a kid growing up my i always had long hair or at least it just wasn't always cut my grandma would always be like cut your hair boy you're never going to get a job of blah 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 grandmas and when i go on the chase homeboys got like braids 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 box braids and i'm just like i may be in jail I don't know if it was an affirmative action hire. I don't give a fuck. The fact is you affirmative actively got your ass a job here. Look at you with your little with your little button up shirt and your sweater vest. Calvin's got a job. Hey, Calvin. I'm in there. I'm talking to him. He's my representative. He's helping me out. I'm like, look, I got this credit card. Uh, I was thinking about either transferring the balance over to a new credit card or I could just pay it off right now and just call it a day. And he's like, well, 
If you want to get you a new credit card, we can definitely sign you up for a new one. We can check everything and see this, that, and oh, look at that. You approved. So if you want to go ahead and do that and transfer it over, it won't be no problem. And I was like, all right, cool. You know what? Let's just go ahead and do that. I know you, of all people, would be looking out for my best interest. You wouldn't purposely do something insidious to fuck me over. Isn't that right? And then do like, never forget, and then put up a... Black power symbol like a little one You know people are watching But everything went alright And then I get the credit card And so I go to like transfer the balance over And it's like nah you can't do a chase to chase credit uh, You can't do a chase to chase uh, card transfer And then immediately I'm just like That motherfucking fucker Like you work here Why would you do I went right back there And I think I was gonna get this man's a Chris I was gonna get him a mug I was going to get I I'm I'm going to get a few people an actual Christmas gift. I got like I got like seven people who I'm really going to get a Christmas gift for. You know, cuz I'm thoughtful. But two of them was going to one of them was going to be homeboy at Chase. I was going to get him a nice mug. It was going to be a it was literally going to have comments of everybody cuz I remember that day I was on Facebook and I was like, "You know who's a great person? Homeboy at Chase." He's really looking out for me and everybody had like a hundred likes and everybody's like, oh, yeah, he helped me secure the, 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 the mortgage on my home. He helped me get my first car and blah, blah. And then, you know what I get to say now? Well, he fucked me right in the butt because I went to chase. And he- <laughs> uh, oh, OK, um, to save him, he doesn't work at Chase. He works at uh, PNC. Yeah, PNC. That's where they fucked me real good. Right over at PNC. Anywho, so that happened. I was going to get him a Christmas gift. And then one other one who I'm still going to get a Christmas gift. Old Marianne at Wendy's. Marianne is such a sweetheart. And I realized, you know, fast food isn't that good for you. Well, actually, it's not good for you at all. However, if you're ever going to get some fast food... And if you like, and also great service, I highly recommend the Wendy's on Second uh, Street, but between lunch hours because that is the dream team. Anytime you get that eleven to two p.m. shift, it's just old people, and old people care. That is what I've learned. They get there, your food's hot. You can get in there and be like, "I want a pot of coffee," and they're like, "You better get some coffee. You need to be awake." Like they give a fuck, and I gotta tell you. It's 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 comforting. It's nice to see a person that just that cares about that actually not even cares. Just just do your job like, damn, I don't want to be here either. So, yeah. Now, as for homeboy at Chase, I mean, PNC, I'm going to get him a a fat lump of coal. That's what I'm going to get him. I don't know where you even get coal. I don't know who has coal. I've never seen coal, but I'm going to find some and I'm going to just I'm going to deliver it in like a real nice package. I'm going to be like that's for you, homie. And they're like, wow, somebody got me a gift. It's just going to be a single lump of coal. He's going to think it's like a gift card because the box is going to be all light. But nah, it's just it's just some coal. Leave him. <laughs> Who went out of their way to get me a, a lump of coal for Christmas? I must have really fucked that guy over. Yeah, you did. Oh, man. So, yeah, I guess that'll probably confuse him up for a little bit, but... Speaking of confusion, I don't know, I'd say like a year ago, I was, um, I had this like, this weird feeling that just like came up. 
I don't know if this is how women feel where you just maybe go, I want to have a kid like that, just like that instinct to do a thing. But I had an instinct that maybe like that. I don't know. But the instinct was I need to start doing something. It wasn't like I need to change my life or anything like that. If anything, it was like I need to add something to it. Like I just had this feeling of being too damn free for a second. Like I didn't have anything to adhere to. I didn't have anything to answer to. It was like I, I had no boss. It was the the weirdest thing. Like sure, you go to work and you do your thing, but then after that, you're like, yeah, I just like kind of ran a simulation. What? What do I have to answer to just in my own life? For some people, it might be a, a religion that there's just some kind of overarching thing that prevents them from going to the next level, but in the best way possible, like they don't want to, they don't even want to explore and go to the next level. Like they almost like that kind of sense of foot on your neck kind of feeling or it's like, all right, I just, I like the, it's like a pillar. It's a pillar, basically. Like, I like that when I lean my back, the pillar will be there and it's always going to be there. Whether the pillar has spikes in it or not, it's something that I can rely on. But then when you don't have a pillar at all and you're just like, then why am I even why am I even standing here if there isn't even a pillar back here? I could just go do anything. So it's like you almost have to create your own jail or reason to just be here and content is kind of what I'm saying. Like that was a really long way to get to the point, but like, I just like wasn't content and it wasn't financially. It wasn't creatively necessarily, but it was the idea that I don't have a purpose to like, I don't have a project to work on is basically what it is. That's, that's really what it is. It's like people just need projects to work on. And I was fresh out of projects. And so last year I got the bright idea that I think I'm going to join some kind of martial arts. And uh, I'm like, but then I had to like think more into like, how did I get to martial arts? Like, why not just like join a rowing club or a volleyball or just start running and get active or something like that. But I figured if I do like a martial arts, well, you're also, you're being healthy. It's useful, you know, like the likelihood of you getting mugged is a lot higher than somebody pulling up and getting into a rowing tournament with you. I don't know if drive-by rowings happen, but you're know, like, <laughs> get in, bitch, we're going swimming or whatever the fuck you do in the rowing. Oh, yeah, I guess it'll just be, get in, bitch, we're going rowing, 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 JK rowing. Just kidding. Anyway, so I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to I'm gonna join like a, a martial arts. That seems pretty good, but I don't want to do like some kind of Brazilian jujitsu or some whatever that elephant dude does like Muay Thai or and all that shit. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not breaking, uh, wood planks. I'm not doing high kicks. I'm not none of that. Well, I'm like, all right. Um, what, what's his name? The, the guy, he's like a, a big movie star or he was a big movie star and now he's just big and was a movie star. Steven Seagal. All right. So I know Steven Seagal has been like a master of Aikido and Judo for like his whole life. And I like looking it up, I'm like, all right, what's the deal with this Aikido stuff? And basically you're using your opponent's, uh, you're using your opponent's energy and momentum and you're using it against them. So somebody's like going to punch you and you just like 
dodge it, grab their hand, and just kind of shift the energy somewhere else. And what I really enjoy about that is that almost is a a nice a nice metaphor for my life. I see problems coming. I don't deal with it head on. I just move it somewhere else. Just you take that shit. And that is what Steven Seagal has been doing all his life. And he's very successful. So if I can just shovel shit elsewhere, great. So I look online. I see that Indiana University has like an Aikido class. And I'm like, all right, cool. And it says you don't have to be a student. And that's fantastic. So uh, I like, I just get on there. I thought I had to email somebody. You don't. So if you're interested in doing Aikido, I don't recommend it there, but you can. So after work, I go straight over there and like, I wasn't planning on participating. I just wanted to check it out, take a look, shadow the class, you know, just sit, be quiet, alert, respectful, and just be there. I get to the classroom and it is musty as fuck. Like you could like, cut slices out of it. It was thick, rancid, ass mist. It was ass out, ass and feet out, feet it out. It was gross. And I get in there, I'm like, whatever, you know, I guess people sweat here. It must be a lot of people in this bitch. And no, there were just three people. There was the main instructor. There was some dweeby boy in his stupid potato sack karate pants and like, mother bear's t-shirt and then there was like this girl who had just kind of like frizzy hair but her face there was like just very splotchy like it was just like what did you do like did you put like a listerine strip just and just leave it there like not to like make fun of her but then it all made sense after i realized that this room is disgusting those mats probably haven't been cleaned ever and I'm sure, like, when they're sparring, that boner dweeb boy probably, like, pins her down and, like, holds her, like, just a little too long. Like, who's stronger than you, boner dweeb boy? Say uncle. <laughs> uncle. Well, in either case, they're rolling around in a bunch of shit. Is, I guess where I'm getting at. I sit down. The teacher's like, all right, class, stop. I'm like, there's two people. It's hardly a class, but whatever. And he's like, what's your name? Austin. He's like, all right, you come to join Aikido? I'm like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm just, uh, I just wanted to check it out and just see what's going on. He's like, well, anybody who comes in here has to participate. I'm like, I have jeans on. I'm not doing that. And what is this, like, Fight Club? I'm not, like, yeah, you, you first rule of Aikido class is you have to Aikido. I'm like, fuck out of here. So, I'm in the Aikido class now. <laughs> like he's like, "Hey, you guys keep doing your practices and I'm going to work with Austin is it? Austin." I'm like, "Oh, sweet." So, he's like, "I don't know if you've seen what my students are doing, but I have them practicing some some stupid shit that'll never work in the real world and I would like you to do it." So, he gets me he like gets me to stand in this ridiculous like I guess it wasn't ridiculous. It's just the stance I had to get in. So he's like, put your back foot here and put your front foot here. So I'm standing him, standing in front of him and he wants me to karate chop him in the shoulder. And I'm like, why? 
but there's I can't ask, so just okay. And I go to like karate chop him like really slow, and then he quickly grabs my hand, and before I know it, I am on the ground. My face is on the mat, like my raw face is on the mat. It just feels like if you licked a fruit by the foot and then just stuck it on my face like it was moist and I'm like why is is this the humbling and order that I was searching for I don't think it is and he's just sitting there and he's like all right class if you I'm like there's two people it's not a class and he's like if you look how I have my opponent here I'm, like, I'm not your opponent I have jeans on I just wanted to watch he's got my arm like twisted backwards while my raw face is still on the ground and I'm just laying on my belly and then he grabs he, he goes from holding my arm backwards to holding just my thumb with my wrist still being backwards. And I'm like, this, why are you doing this, man? He's like, does that hurt? I'm like, yeah, it does. And now I understand where the flex is because they do that to you, but they don't let you tap out right when you want to tap out. You go like, I am tapping out, sir. Would you not break my arm? I need it for stuff and things. And then they hold it for just a little bit longer and add a little, like a little stank on it right at the end to just make you, bitch. I'm like, ah, all right. Yeah, I got it. Ugh, fucking Swiss Aikido asshole. And the rest of the class is just sitting there like, tee And after that, like, all right, fine. I guess I've been jumped in. Maybe they've accepted me as one of their own. He did the the Swiss Aikido thumb twist and I'm in a lot of pain and maybe we can move on with the, the lesson now. So we're doing rolls and, and rolling around and I can already feel the filth just like, just, just on me and I'm gonna have to burn my clothes now. And it was a fine lesson, I guess. I did learn a thing or two. I learned I'm never going the fuck back and I learned those kids were gross. But at the end, he's like, all right, it was a good class today. Uh, go ahead, Mr. Dweeby Billow Pants idiot boy, do the, the, the thing so we can go. I'm like, yeah, do the thing so that we can go. So like he gets really serious and kind of like huffs and puffs for a little bit. And then he just like does this super deep bow. And he's like, Domo arigato gozaimashita. And then he kind of like side-eyed me and just like looked at me. He's like, it means thank you very much for the lesson. I'm like, I was like, should, do I do it to him? Should I do it to him? Do it to him. So like, I looked over at him. I'm like, mo wakarimashita nihongo And then he like looked at me, and I was like, that means yes, I already know. I speak Japanese, and mm, you could have poured that over pancakes. Traded. All right, fuck, we did it. That was the first episode of Club Edge. Club Edge is a stereo podcast with guests who say things. That went a lot better than I thought it would. Uh, I know it did because I actually recorded this again. I made one that was like 45 minutes earlier, and I just like, I don't know, I curse too much. But I'm working on it, bear with me. Uh, In the future, we're going to have a lot more guests. We're going to have musicians, uh, writers, bartenders, people off the street, people who play hacky sack, you know who you are, all kinds of folks. Um, again, thank you guys for listening, uh, and keep doing that, and now I'm gonna be that guy, those, uh, those awful, terrible YouTube people, or just like and subscribe, do it, like and subscribe, y'all, I'm trying to pick up some sponsorship, damn it, I want money, I'm trying to get to the bag, anyway, 
uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, shout out to the Toronto, Torontoians, uh, the the poutine swimmers, and um, they're having a wonderful time. I hope that's good. And also, speaking of Toronto, this song is called Dunana by Ty Sinaj, so you guys should look that up on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever else you get your fine music. Uh, speaking of which, don't forget to follow the Bento Box Spotify playlist. It is updated bi-weekly for your pleasure. And mine too. Mostly yours. Alright, see ya.